Hello, and welcome to this episode of Life Swing Style. Today, we shall be exploring one of the main themes of the lifestyle, that of play. Settle down, open your ears, and join me as we discover and explore together, because sharing is caring. Why do couples and singles go to lifestyle venues and parties? Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Ask those with no prior experience of the lifestyle and invariably images of writhing, copulating bodies spring to mind. They may picture being allowed entrance through heavy metal doors by a big, gruff, slightly scary bouncer wandering into sleaze tripping up on various bodily fluids and limbs as they navigate their way through a mass orgy. They may suggest people visit lifestyle venues and parties purely for sex. However, the majority of swingers and kinksters when asked why they go to various swinger clubs and lifestyle events reply that they are going to play. The use of the concept of play appears a little odd People rarely say that they would like to spice up their play life with a partner or that they want to buy some playful lingerie, nor do they generally lounge on the sofa with their partner and suggest a play date together. Yet, within the lifestyle, people don't merely just have sex, they play. Play is a universal, instinctive part of being an intelligent species, from chimps and dolphins to puppies and Cassandra down the road. Play is a myriad of driven activities done for recreational pleasure and gratification. Play isn't trivial and frivolous. The idea of play from spontaneous and prompted fun to planned, structured games is an important part of physical and cognitive development and, of course, social skills. Playing isn't something you can learn, it's an instinctive need. Playing is good for you and is deeply ingrained in our nature. The combination of others within a sexually charged scenario, combining fun, social interaction and exploration, is play. From swinging and kink, play is voluntary. Play occurs in space and time where the rules are different from those in real life. Play is freedom. For an action to be considered play, it has to be internally motivated with no material interests or monetary gain. Most of all, play should be fun. Often, members waltz through our doors, laden with large bags. Some even have trolley suitcases dragging behind them. With smiling faces and a glint in their eyes, they are eager to show off the contents to those interested. These bags are filled with toys. From favourite dildos and multicoloured strap-ons to the latest flogger and rope purchases, the toy bags come out for special occasions. Often, it starts with an interesting display of show and tell, where the toy's owner is enthusiastically presenting their toys to others often to excited coos and giggles with promises to let them play with them later on. Of course, adult toys are not new. If you come across any archaeological journal referring to objects as Ice Age Battens, 
it's just their polite way of saying massive dildo. The earliest known example of a dildo dates back from 30,000 years ago. With all things archaeological, that's just what we've discovered so far. Of course, if they ever find a sexual toy with an animal armour on it, it's an armour dildo. Archaeologists have discovered prehistoric dildo-shaped artefacts across the globe, from ancient China to Greece, made of all sorts of materials, jade, stone, leather, copper and bones. A very eclectic toy box indeed. Talking of eclectic toys, those of a steampunk persuasion may be interested in the steam-powered vibrator created in 1869. Strictly for medical use, it came with a caution against women using it too much in case of overindulgence. Those of you lucky enough to see the F machines and Sivians of today in full flow would know that such toys are easy to overindulge in. I've often considered attaching add-ons to various white goods around the house. A vibrating washing machine could make household chores a lot more pleasurable. The ancient Greeks had an easy solution to incorporating play into the kitchen. Their Olis Bokelux would be very entertaining. They are, in fact, dildos made entirely from a baguette, which sounds like a very tasty lunch indeed. Of course, I wouldn't recommend homemade sex toys, although the electric toothbrushes and shower heads of today pale in comparison to some Ying Dynasty cock rings made from a goat's eyelid. The eyelash is still attached. Today, sex toys are much more palatable and safer and easier to obtain with no goats harmed in their production. We can effortlessly and anonymously purchase an 18-inch double-ended dildo in glittery hues of marble, blue and gold if we want to from leading online stores. Product descriptions and photos with customer reviews are easily accessible online with no age restrictions. The first time I entered a sex toy shop two decades ago, it was a rather scary experience of shaded entrances, shabby carpets and creepy old men. Now sex toys are marketed as shiny pretty things we want to play with, with sex shops looking like any other well-presented high street store. Although, some dildos on display still look a little terrifying. We can walk down the aisles of our local supermarkets to see condoms, lube, cock rings and vibrators right next to the aspirin, vitamin supplements and hemorrhoid creams. Back in the 19th century, many sex toys were mostly described as medical devices. And as such, their appearance today on the pharmacy aisles of Asda may not be so misplaced. Vibrotherapy was used to cure hysterical women, as apparently increased female sexual desire was declared a medical problem. I should go and see a doctor. I am a little dubious to reports that a newly released scientific study has found that pregnant women who use vibrators are 90% more likely to have a child that stutters. Today, Toys often lose their playful roles when commandeered by clinical practitioners when it comes to treating physical sexual problems such as erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation and anorgasmia.
of course. Medical play toys are a thing. We can now take on the role play of sexy doctors and nurses with a range of speculums, needles, urethral sounds and medical restraints. Fetish toys offer a range of play opportunities from medical play to impact play, wax play, pony play and electro play. The list is endless. Once you consider play not only to factor the toy chest or the toy drawer underneath your seemingly innocent looking bedroom, but also includes play equipment in the forms of dungeon furniture, tantra chairs and fucking benches, you'll discover that life can offer a variety of adult play experiences. The future will see changes to what we can use sex toys for. From high-tech remote sex toys that allow real-time long-distance play or futuristic strap-ons that move and vibrate to touch. And of course, we can't forget virtual online sexy gameplay. The 2020 COVID pandemic pushed forwards the use of technology in the bedroom. But it's not a new concept. Some think that by 2050 it will be perfectly normal for people to play with human-like animatronic robots. These will be far removed from the leather and metal automaton reportedly owned by the philosopher Descartes in 1650, although the play principles would be the same, I'm sure. 67% of women have used vibrators, the other 33% have brand new ones. Of course, it's not just toys that we play with. We like to play with others. It's a defining characteristic of the lifestyle. The playmates we choose to have fun and frolics with vary wildly on what games we're looking to play together. Are we going to join in with the kinky crowd or are we going to romp with the gangbang players? The different sexy games people in the lifestyle play are many, from sexy icebreaker strip poker type contests to serious fantasy role-playing escapism. After all, who doesn't want to ride a unicorn? The limits of what is seen as play in the lifestyle is only constrained by the imagination of the players. Just like when we were children, picking our British Bulldog teams in the playground, as adults, we pick who we want to play with. The lifestyle clubs, venues and parties become the adult equivalent of secret dens and Wendy houses, where we can escape the mundane everyday stresses and responsibilities and be who we want to be and play with those we want to, as long as it's safe. Of course, no one wants to play with the big mean bully in the corner. People may gravitate at first when they enter the lifestyle to the pretty popular girls, but soon learn that the self-obsessed mean Barbies in fact don't have the best etiquette for sharing or caring and ultimately aren't very good at playing. Eventually those in the lifestyle find themselves play styles and playmates who share their own preferences and interests and don't mind sharing their toys or partners. Some may find it odd that the lifestyle isn't focused on the idea of traditional sex. Once the flirtation has reached an excited peak, swingers and kinksters don't generally ask, do you fancy a fuck? Instead, they ask the others if they would like to play. Play, by definition, 
is leisure. A mental or physical activity that is done purely for amusement or enjoyment with no other objective. Lifestyle play is no different. It's just very adult, very kinky, very social and of course very fun. Our play lets us escape from the responsibilities and stresses of adult life and lets us explore. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be.